Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host from Full Press Coverage, Rep District, and right here in FGT, it's Trevor Soares. Hey, Trevor, how you doing? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it, man. We've been off the air for like a month, and I, it's all my fault. I apologize to everybody. It's all my fault. Trev had nothing. For one, Trev had nothing to do with it. It was all my fault. <laughs> I will admit it. I'm going to own it, my man. I'm going to own it. Uh, life got in the way of getting out there on the podcast. I am excited to be back, my friend. I am very excited to be back. How's your month been? Oh, it's been crazy, bro. It's been crazy. Um, I left my bar. I passed the torch. Oh. What? Yeah. Holy cow. I, uh, I, uh, I left there. I went back to Southern Men in a different role, more of like a managerial upper leadership role. So oh, that's sweet. where I'm at. Get up the bartending gig. So. Okay. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. It's, it's a good feeling. Um, I did what I said I was going to do was open the bar here. So, mission accomplished. Now let's see what's next. But it's good to be back. We're ready to talk about the off-season moves and things so far. So, let's, let's keep it going. Yeah, man. It's been so much. I mean, it's kind of funny because we're in that weird kind of dead time in in NFL where we're just all waiting for OTAs and off season and then the preseason to kick in the play. But we're like, come on, I, it's so close, I can taste it. It's so close. Like, I mean, it's like the end of June, man. We're like getting closer and closer. Oh yeah, eighty-one. Hey, look at you. You're actually counting this down. I feel like. You are all over this. <laughs> well, um, I will say this. This is kind of it's kind of a bummer because like right, NBA is done. Which what a wild NBA finals and, and all that. Yes. And of course the NHL's done. Uh, Major League Baseball is in the middle of the season, so of course we got a long ways to go before it matters. Uh, and we're just all sitting here holding our breath, waiting for the NFL to, to start. And we got so much to talk about today because there are so many free agents out there. And, and I intentionally ignored Zeke Elliott. I'm just going to tell everybody that right now. I intentionally ignored him because that guy is done. He's toast, yeah. everyone. So don't, don't get on me. Don't, don't at me on Zeke Elliott, okay? I'm just saying that right now. What we're going to talk about, though, is uh, some other available free agents and where they might land, including DeAndre Hopkins, Dalvin Cook, Unique Ngokway, Jadivian Clowney, Teddy Bridgewater, and Marcus Peters. Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about the top potential fantasy football fallout that would happen. And then we're going to talk about uh, the Washington Commanders, what we think they should focus on to prepare for the upcoming season, and some bold predictions for the 2023 season. So, hey, man, let's get this rolling. Hey, let's start with those uh, free agents. And, of course, there's no bigger free agent right now, I think. I mean, there's, some might argue that, that my num- that number two is bigger than number one here. But I'm going to start with DeAndre Hopkins because he is now out from under the two-year $54.5 million contract that the Cardinals signed him to back in 2020. Uh, and now he is suddenly maybe the most popular receiver in the NFL. And in spite of some lackluster seasons, being marred by injury and suspension for banned substances, the 30-year-old receiver is garnering a good amount of interest from multiple teams, including the Bills, Patriots, Cowboys, Texans, Titans, Chiefs, Bills, and Browns. 
to varying degrees. According to reports, the Bills and Chiefs made inroads during trade talks with the Cardinals before Hopkins was released, but ultimately nothing happened basically due to Hopkins' very large contract. And since then, Hopkins has visited the Texans, the Titans, and the Patriots and looks to be biding his time before deciding where he wants to go. So with that said, Trev, I'm going to hand it over to you first. What are your thoughts on where DeAndre Hopkins should end up could end up and would best end up? Uh, I think it's the, either Bills or the Chiefs. Like you mentioned beforehand when you were talking about it, they uh, inquired about him during the season for trades, but probably were couldn't get anything back that they were looking for. But now that – and the salary played a part, but now that all that's taken care of, he's a right. free agent. You know, he can still have a chance to visit them. I think he fits the Bills because they were in the market for OBJ and they're in the market for another big receiver. Stephon Diggs is – having some complications there. Gabe Davis is another, another third receiver to complete that room. Um, right. And the Chiefs, you lose Juju Smith-Schuster, um, but you do have Sky Moore and you have Travis Kelsey, but you need another big play receiver there, and DeAndre Hopkins would fit there because why Patrick Mahomes can make anybody work at, at the receiver position. So that would be yeah. Nice. Well, that would just I be scary as all get out, man. Exactly. I mean, if you add – Neil Hopkins, the, the Bills or the Chiefs. Oh, my goodness. I mean, can we possibly stack the AFC anymore? I mean, I'm so glad that our teams are in the NFC because I just, I don't, I just don't want to see that. I don't want to run into that until the Super Bowl. That's all. I, I, need, I need to minimize my exposure to the Bills and Chiefs uh, if I am a fan of any other team. Uh, I, I love that. I think the Bills and Chiefs would be a great place for them. But here, here's what I'm thinking, and you let me know what you think. First of all, there's the Browns, right? I mean, obviously, the Browns, the team itself has made some noise. They have not had to set up a visit. And, of course, Deshaun Watson was very vocal about wanting to play with Hopkins again. I think it makes a little bit of sense here, reuniting with his former Texans teammate. Uh, also, I mean, they could use some depth. I mean, they, all they got is basically Amari Cooper in Cleveland, so they could really use some others there in terms of receiving options. I think DeAndre Hopkins uh, would be a great move in order and also to kind of add to their investment on in Watson because they already in, they're sunk on Watson right so they got to make this work right. and uh, what better way to make him happy than get his number one receiver from Houston back in there the other one I thought about is more practically minded because he had the visit with the Patriots uh, mm-hmm. and right now the Patriots all they got really is Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Mac Jones, man, he needs weapons uh, if they want him to step up because he took a huge step back in the second season. Um, and I don't know how he's going to be successful <laughs> with what he has around him right now. Plus, we all know Bill Belichick is, uh, is an ace at being able to get the best out of disgruntled wide receivers. See, for example, Randy Moss. So I, I think DeAndre Hopkins makes a lot of sense in the Patriots, too. What do you think about that? Browns and Patriots as a landing spot for uh, Nook Hopkins. I mean, yeah, they both make perfect sense, too. Like you mentioned, Deshaun Watson chemistry there in Cleveland. That would be nice. He doesn't have any weapons outside of um, Amari Cooper, like you said, so that would be a great addition. And then just go back and reunite with Bill O'Brien, too, in New England because he's the new OC there. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. The union from Houston day. So, and apparently there's no animosity there uh, between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins, so why not? Patriots, Browns, Bills, Chiefs, those are the top four I think you should go visit, for sure. Yeah, per- brilliant. I love it. So, Bill, so there we go. I think that all those things, I mean, quite frankly, anyone's going to benefit um, by adding DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to completely change the landscape uh, landing at one of these uh, teams. Of course, um, thankfully, 
no NFC contenders so far. I, I know the Cowboys are definitely out, apparently. So yeah. <laughs> there's that. And the poor Titans, they really <laughs> rolled it out. For, did you see the, the press release from the Titans? They, like, had a personalized car with, like, welcome to Tennessee up in the Nashville. And, like, they did all this great stuff. Yeah. They gave him a box seat at some – at the some festival. I mean, they really went all out and he's just like, yeah, thanks, but okay, bye. <laughs> so tough, <laughs> tough break, tough break for the Tennessee Titans. We'll see what happens there. All right, let's go on to the next guy, Dalvin cook. And I know a lot of people are going to say that he is the number one guy in terms of free agency that's available right now. And, and you know what? He's probably one of the top five running backs in the NFL over the last five years. Um, yeah. And he was released by the Vikings. It's purely a salary cap move on their part. Um, I mean, he has been productive. I mean, he's he's 27, going to be 28 in the new season. He put up nearly 1,500 total yards and touched 10 touchdowns a season ago, and he has four consecutive 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Uh, since the start of 2019, he's averaged 1,605 yards and 11 touchdowns at 5.2 yards per touch. Dude, those are just game-changing numbers right there. So... What do you think? Dalvin Cook, where should he go? Where would he go? What's a good fit for him? Uh, if he wants to team up with DeAndre Hopkins, go to Cleveland. People need to go back outside of uh, Nick Chubb. That would be nice. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, jeez. That would be insane. Sorry, <laughs> right, that was my cat. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's cool. I guess your cat agrees with you, right? The cat's, your cat's yeah. saying, like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Go to the Browns. Then, um, go to the Jets. Why not? You can't have yeah. too many weapons in, in New York with Aaron Rodgers. I love um, it. I hate to say it, but the Cowboys would be a fit because they lost yeah. Zeke. Get Tony yep. Pollard and Devin Cook back there. That'd be a nice running back room in Dallas. Woo. I can't be on the as a Washington fan, but it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, if he wants to play with DeAndre, go to Cleveland. That would be awesome. That yeah, be wow. Good. That can you imagine a bigger shift in the landscape than if the Browns ended up landing DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook? I mean, how Man, insane wow. would that be? I mean, how happy would um, you know would Deshaun Watson be? I mean, he just basically yeah. filled the coffers with every the, the best weapons that were available. Uh, both and, and Dalvin Cook is obviously one of the better pass catching backs out there too. I mean, that, what an amazing uh, combo that would be. That being said, I, I'm in all in on the Jets pick. I think that's great. And Brees Hall still recovering from a season-ending end, season ACL injury. And um, neither Michael Carter nor Zonovan Knight averaged more than 3.5 yards per carry uh, last season in, uh, in there for Brees Hall. So clearly a major gap there. Um, and right now it's Aaron Rodgers throwing to anybody under the sun. Uh, Dalvin Cook really gives him a little more balance. So I, I love that call with the New York Jets. How about this, though? How about the Dolphins? I mean, they were kind of linked mm-hmm. to Cook in a trade um, offer earlier this offseason. Um, head coach Mike McDaniel made it pretty clear mm-hmm. that he's really, really interested in uh, getting Dalvin Cook. And, um, you know, we're getting close here to, you know, training camp. I mean, it, they don't have a great – I mean, they got a lot of running backs, but they don't have a real good one. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about that? Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins, Tua staying healthy, Tyreek Hill. I mean, this could be dangerous. I mean, that's a lot of speed on the offensive side of the ball down there in Miami. I right. mean, a lot of speed. So that would be pretty – if Tua stays healthy, that would be pretty dangerous. They could score a lot of points over potential to accumulate a lot of yards for sure. So that would be pretty dangerous. But like I said, all depends on Tua's health. So. Right. I, I totally agree with that. I think – that I think the Dolphins are a good landing spot for him, though. I think that they've already – the problem is that Miami is 
is just collecting running backs at this point. <laughs> so, but but they did want him. They tried to trade for him in the offseason. So uh, I can see them going and, and signing him up and, and saying, hey, you'll start and we'll take the other five running backs we have and put them on the shelf. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think that would be a good fit. But I do love the Jets. I think that I think from a, a play perspective, that makes the most sense is for him to end up the Jets. All right, let's talk about Unique Ngakwe. Um, so Ngakwe has um, – he's been with a lot of teams, <laughs> five so far. He has yeah. a reputation being a very strong pass rusher, but he struggles in run defense. He's 28, 65 career sacks, including 9.5 in Indy last season. But he only added 18 solo tackles, and he's missed 9.4 to 23.3% of his tackles in each of his previous five seasons. Uh, he's had 10 sacks in 2021 for the Raiders, signed him at $13 million, and then they traded him away <laughs> because he just wasn't really working out. I mean, he really does he really does bring a one-dimensional addition to a team. He's a, de- as a designated pass rusher. Um, you know, he's not a guy who's going to be great on run defense. But, hey, man, he had a whopping 39 quarterback hits uh, on top of 19.5 total sacks over the last two seasons. So the guy can get to the quarterback. I mean, that's definitely clear. So where do you right. think that Ngankwe should be? Oh, man, I don't – anybody that needs a, a, a role, a situational pass rusher, like a third down pass rusher or a second and long or a second and short, you know, just a situational pass rusher. Cause I don't think he's, he's going to be able to be a starter um, right. with missed tackle stats. And, but he does have impressive stats the past two years, 19 and a half sacks. Like you said, he can't get after the quarterback, but I'm looking for right. him just to win and play an off the bench role, you know, situational guy. So I don't know anybody out there that's looking for something like that. I don't know a team off the top of my head. I mean, Washington could use them. That'd be nice. Sure. Um, after one in KJ Henry from Clemson, I think in the fifth round, but right. you know, with Montez Sweat and Chase Young, come the contracts coming up, we declined fifth year option on Chase Young. So we're going to need some more pass rushers somewhere down the line. So why not Washington for him? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great, that, no, that's a great fit. I think that'd be really good. I mean, getting, getting some, I mean, you don't, you don't need, I mean, honestly, it's great. It's great to have a guy who can be solid uh, in terms of edge rushing and run defense. But Hey, if you get a guy situationally in there, and have plays for him. I mean, I think there is a defense in Washington that can be built on and adding that kind of dimension to it where you really want to put extra pressure on a quarterback. Yeah. I can see that being a really good thing. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a bad place. Here, here's a couple of thoughts that I had though. How about the Falcons? I mean, they, they, uh, they addressed the, uh, you know, the offensive side, they, 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 they drafted Bijan Robinson. They re-signed tackle Caleb McGrary. They hit the defensive side really hard in free agency. They got safety, Jesse Bates, uh, defensive end Calais Campbell and linebackers Caden Ellis and Bud Dupree. And that's, um, you know, I mean, they had the second least sacks in the league. They can definitely use some pass pressure uh, and they got plenty of cap room. They have 10.4 million in cap room. So they might be able to get creative and the NFC South is wide open. So I can see them going out and getting him there because they got the money and they got the spot for him to play. Um, the Seahawks, they're trying to rebuild their defense, you know, and, and quite frankly, they did not add any edge guys in the in the first two rounds of the NFL draft, as was expected they would, and they are trying to rebuild their defense. They're trying to get more production from the edge. Uh, I can see them trying to get uh, Ngakwe. And then my Bears, uh, they traded Leal Mack and Robert Quinn, obviously, last season. Not entirely a bad thing. Mack barely saw the field in 2021 due to injury, but they don't have great edge rushers right now, and they've been very, very public about the fact they want to add edge rushers before um, they get to all the team practices and get to the preseason. Uh, right in, in 2022, our rookie safety, Jaquan Bar- or Brisker, 
led the club with just four sacks. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying we're not, wow. we're not getting out there and, and Gokoe would be like an automatic boost, you know, and, and we already did add a ton of defense for uh, to plug the run. I mean, we have uh, Andrew Billings. Uh, we added some rookie defensive tackles in Gervon Dexter and Zach Pickens. Um, allows Ngugwe to be situational and just get after the quarterback. So I like that. And, of course, the Chiefs, I mean, they moved on from Justin Houston and Frank Clark. Um, They got some real young guys out there, the defensive ends. They're really, really inexperienced in defense, although that worked for them at the end of the last season, clearly. But, hey, what about adding that kind of, you know, and and Ngugwe is a a situational pass rusher in the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would just make them deadly, I think. So what do you think about that? Falcons, Seahawks, Bears, Chiefs. I like I like your moving the Bears and the Chiefs. Not the Seahawks who played the Seahawks this year, so I don't want to see them. You got Falcons as well, so I don't want to see them there either. But uh, Bears and Chiefs, that'd be interesting. Like you like you said, the Bears could use all the pass first stuff they can get after trade away. I mean, if their leading guy is Jaquan Brisker from the safety spot with four sacks, that's a problem. Yeah, um, it's so, and then Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, why not just. Keep adding more weapons to the team. Right, the rich gets richer, right? <laughs> in some way, so why not? They'll get DeAndre Hopkins and, and Ngonkwe, too, so that's fine. <laughs> Did you see that insane ring, by the way, that the Chiefs got, the Super Bowl ring? Oh that was holy crap. That was like the size of Patrick Mahomes' head. Yes. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And did you really? see those boxes that he opened up? They had, like, they had like video screens in the box for their ring showing them highlights so they can enjoy the highlights of the Super Bowl as they put their ring on. I mean, give me a break, guys. <laughs> like, rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Oh, my gosh. The rich gets richer, so I, I can see that happening. All right, let's move on to the next guy. Let's talk about Jadavian Clowney, former first overall pick by the Houston Texans in 2014. He had three Pro Bowl seasons with the Texans, but he hasn't made a Pro Bowl since 2018, and he's bounced around to Seattle, Tennessee, and Cleveland over the last four years. He's a, a good run defender. Gets his fair share of pressures, but he's never reached double-digit sacks. Uh, he's a solid guy, but then you know, we saw what happened to the Browns last year. He, you know, only played 12 games, and at the end of the year, he was inactive because of critical comments made about the team. Not a great look. So what do you think about Jadavion Clowney? Where he should he end up? Uh, the XFL, maybe. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not, a, that's not a slight on the XFL players, okay? We love you guys, too. <laughs> I think that, I mean that's his best choice. I mean, if he's looking for a lot of money, which he probably is, he's not going to get it in the NFL right now. Um, he just hasn't reached that double-digit stack level that you expected him to be since watching his right. college tape in his Houston days. But um, you know, go back to XFL, get your body right, get your you know, <laughs> get back to where you were when you were in Houston with JJ Watt ripping up the quarterback. But until then, I just think that's probably the safest bet to XFL. Yeah, you know, so I, hey, listen, I don't disagree with that, and I, I'm not a fan of Jadavion Clowney. I always thought there there were some serious issues there, not only locker room issues, but off-field issues, and the fact that he's being critical of his own team, that you should never be that way, no matter how you feel about your team, not to the public, right? Don't air that stuff outside. It doesn't help your team in any way, and certainly doesn't help your ability in free agency to get signed. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up with the Ravens, I, I think the Ravens, um, you know, Clowney played in a three, four defense uh, in the past um, and the Ravens employ a three, four defense and their defense has been kind of hit or miss. Um, he's obviously going to be highly motivated because quite frankly, he hates the Browns uh, <laughs> and Hey, why not, you know, go to the, go, why not go to the Ravens? And then you have this, to have a little bit of a, you know, a, a little more motivation there. 
Um, Baltimore also has 12.4 million in cap space left, so they can definitely find a way to fit Clowney. So, you know, I, I think that's a possibility for him. And the other possibility that I'm kind of toying around with is the idea of, um, of, add, of the 49ers just kind of adding him because they don't need him but they'd be great right. depth, right? I mean, like, like that would just be amazing depth. And, and Clowney, you know, would have all the motivation in the world because the 49ers are going to be um, right up there in terms of possible Super Bowl winners. And uh, I think he would get a lot of motivation from that. Plus, he wouldn't have to play every down. So what do you think? Right. Ravens and 49ers, uh, are they p- viable options outside the XFL? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they are. Like you said, they come in situationally again, like uh, Yannick, like we were just talking about with him. Um, he's not going to get the starter money. He's not going to get the starter role, but good depth addition for sure. He still has some left in the tank. He's not a complete bust, but he's just not somebody you're going gonna to expect to play every down or, or three downs in a series, or every three downs. So, yeah, situationally, Niners, Ravens, why not? Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Um, so let's talk about the next guy. That's Marcus Peters. Um, now, Marcus Peters, he was a uh, first-round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2015, uh, and uh, he's been uh, he's a three-time Pro Bowler. He has 32 career interceptions, but he only had one interception last season um, as a starting corner in Baltimore, and he missed all of 2021 with a torn ACL. So there's some question marks here on Marcus Peters, but of course he's out there, and he is uh, obviously one of the, the better um, cover corners. So what do you think here? with regard to Marcus Peters, where should he end up? I wouldn't mind seeing him in Washington again. We need a mm-hmm. nice veteran, veteran guy in the cornerback room. We have Kendall Fuller, but uh, I'm still iffy on Kendall Fuller personally. Yeah. So why don't we bring somebody with some veteran experience in there and not looking to come in and take starter roles or starter money as well, but just someone who can lead the locker room, get the guys in the right position, add some depth there because after our starters, we don't have, much depth. It's like a lot of young guys, so I'm not bringing another veteran to the, in the cornerback room for Washington. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I think the other place that I would kind of look for him to, to pop up would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that the, uh, you know, obviously the he's, 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 he's not going to be in Baltimore, and uh, and Baltimore si- signed Rock Yassin. Um, Peters visited the Raiders. Uh, kind of makes sense for him to replace uh, Yassin over in Las Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. They were the 29th in pass defense last season, so they definitely need the help uh, because they got to face Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and well, I mean I don't know if this is dangerous, but Russell Wilson if if he gets his, if he if he if he somehow improves to being uh, Russell Wilson from two years ago. But either way, um, you know maybe 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 the Bay, maybe the Raiders. What do you think of that? Uh, maybe the Raiders. They probably they have enough money to do that. Um... Why not? Like just like you said, to replace. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, don't know. I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know if he'll help the 29th ranked pass defense in the league, but he'll just be a, a replacement for for Rocky Austin. So why not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like it's like a swap, right? You know, I mean, let's see what yeah, happens. Totally. I, I think, and there's some motivation there too, right? To go back and there and say, look, look at me. You know, I am actually an improvement on a guy that you uh, basically got rid of for me. So I, I see that as being motivational for him as well. And last one is Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say about Teddy Bridgewater, uh, about Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, there's so many teams out there that could use a backup. I just don't think he's starter material. But what do you think about Teddy Bridgewater? Where should he end up? Go to the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Go to Philly if you want to run that system with Jalen Hurts. That'd be kind of cool. Um, 
definitely go to, I don't know, maybe you can go back to Miami and, and yeah. check it out with Skylar Thompson. Um, uh, I don't know. You can go to Baltimore and back up Lamar Jackson. You can just go anywhere, honestly, and just back up anybody. So I'm just going to say Chiefs because that seems like the home run hit for all these free agents. So Chiefs, why not? Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like that a lot because yeah, I'm frankly, no? so. uh, sorry. Chad Henney retired. Yeah, that's right. Know. That's right. There is an opening. I mean, there's definitely yeah. availability there. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm going to say that um, I wouldn't mind if he considered the Bears as well because uh, he's a legit um, running uh, dynamic quarterback. Not exactly Justin Fields, but, you know, the fact is that Justin Fields might be able to learn something from Teddy Bridgewater. Right now, there really is no depth in uh, Chicago. We got P.J. Walker, Nathan Peterman, and and that's it, basically. So, you know, I mean, I – I, there's not really a lot there. Justin Fields has an issue, and then that's all downhill. So Teddy Bridgewater, strangely, strangely enough, I feel is kind of a veteran presence uh, in conjunction with those guys. So why not? You know, I mean, he's he's solid, and he can definitely play. So that's my thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other on yeah, that yeah. one. Um, all right, let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one because I want to get to the Washington Commanders and talk about them just for a little bit here. What are your thoughts on what the Washington Commanders should focus on coming into the new season uh, that they haven't done already in the offseason? Uh, continuity and just learning mm-hmm. the brand new offense that Eric Bieniemy is bringing over from Kansas City. Yeah. And Super Bowl winning Kansas City, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to that my camp, uh, we want to see some progress that we learn the play, we learn the playbook. We're breaking out of the huddle faster. The offense looks faster. You know, Sam Howell got to make sure he is quarterback one ready and not just mm-hmm. because he was, you know, inserted that we got to make sure he's understanding the playbook, making the right reads, you know, doing everything he needs to do to be QB one uh, defense. You're just adding pieces. To what you've already had. Uh, defense was uh, pretty much underrated last year in terms, but when you look at the stats at the end of the year, it's like, oh, they were that good? You kind of couldn't tell because we were 8-8-1 eight, eight and one last year. Right. But, uh, right. Our defense was uh, definitely our stronger and more a focal point of the team last year. So just adding pieces with Emmanuel Forbes, the 13th pick, guy out of Mississippi State, Ball Hawk. Then you had Quan Martin from that defensive backfield in Illinois that had three first-round draft picks. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm just looking for the offense to make sure that we're on the same page this year because it's a brand new offense. It looks like, it looks like that we're uh, an efficient and faster offensive team on the field is what we need to focus on this offseason. Right, right. And I, I actually love the pairing of uh, Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell. I'm actually very, I mean, not, not, you know, obviously I don't have a dog in the fight, but I really do feel like there is some potential here for fireworks if they can get on the same page. If this offense mm-hmm. can be transitioned there and Sam Howell can be get, can get right to be QB1 uh, by the beginning of the season. And for all accounts that I've seen, at least in the public, he's getting there. So um, interesting to see how that's going to sort itself out. And we're getting close. We're getting close, my friend, like you said, yeah. in the days. And I'm, wait, I'm waiting to see that first preseason game when he has instilled in that uh, uh, EB offense uh, to see how that works out because that that's going to – tell me a lot. And they're obviously going to be very experimental in that. They're going to try a lot of things, uh, but it's going to be interesting to me to see how that sorts out. Cause that NFC East is, is challenging, is really challenging. And those Eagles, they didn't get any worse. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Um, all right. That's it. The boxing bell. Let's get to our last topic here. Let's get to our bold prediction. 
why don't you give me a, a bold prediction for this season, Trev? I mean, and, and be bold, you know, go ahead and be bold, as bold as you like. Uh, bold prediction, what do you think? Come, upcoming 2023 season, what do you think? Is, is something that not, maybe not everyone's going to get on board with, but you have, a, you have a good feeling about. The Carolina Panthers will win 10 or more games this year. Whoa. Well, you know, that's actually, that, that actually makes sense to me in some ways because, like I said, the NFC South is wide open. Um, yeah. So, gonna yeah. Good. Like, good. Yeah, I, I like that. I love that. That would be kind of fun <laughs> to see, you know. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, I mean, I think the Carolina Panthers, I mean, it's interesting to me because, they're, you know, with a rookie quarterback, anything can happen, right? We've seen all mm-hmm. outcomes, and we just don't know how it's going to pan out. But, hey, if there's anybody anybody who can make it happen, any division you can make it happen, NFC South is the one to do it in, <laughs> you know? I mean, exactly. the, I mean the, the Saints, I mean, eh, you know, I mean, and then the, the, the Buccaneers, I mean, that's a big question mark in my mind. Yeah. Um, the Falcons, none of these teams are established as front runners in NFC South. So, yeah, why not? I love that. That's a bold, that's not only a bold prediction, but potentially likely to happen. <laughs> Way to go, Trev. I love that one. Um, take this one. So how about this one? The New York Jets will be last in the AFC East. Ooh! How about that? <laughs> so let, no, and I'll tell you why. Weird. And then let me tell you why. Because I'm not just saying that because I hate Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Um, because I do. I own it. I hate Aaron Rodgers. But let me just say this. The Buffalo Bills are just, you know, they're on they're just they're one of the top two teams in AFC. Uh, They're they're going to be solid again. I just don't see anybody beating them. The Miami Dolphins, I think, Tua stays healthy and they're just going to be dynamite um, this year. The Patriots, I never, ever count them out because of Bill Belichick. And I think he's going to find ways to and I I do think DeAndre Hopkins is going to end up a Patriot. And I think that's going to help them um, a lot. And I think the Jets, the problem with the Jets is that they appear to have the right pieces, although they don't have the great running, the great wide receivers there for Aaron Rodgers. But we know how Aaron Rodgers is. If things don't go well immediately, he'll say, chillax. And then if it don't go well the next week, he'll say, it's not my fault. And then if it doesn't go well the next week, he'll say, trade me. So yep. I'm just saying that, that, that doesn't do, that doesn't go well in New York. And I think that it's going to be a problem for them and the personality that is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, now he could prove me totally wrong and he can go for a billion, maybe Garrett Wilson will have like a, you know, a pro bowl year where he sets records and who knows what happens. But I, I do think that there's a very, a, a non-zero chance that the New York Jets end up last in the AFC East. What do you think of that? I like that. It's like they they pretty much have the best team on paper in that division. Right. Outside of the Bills. The Bills, uh, actually, I think. The Bills, but um, the Bills are, are – they've been there before. They're always a regular season juggernaut. Um, like you said, I think Tuba does stay healthy this year finally, and Miami's going to be explosive. And, yeah, you can never count out the Patriots. I mean, if DeAndre Hawkins goes there, that's at least nine wins for them. So, right. I mean – uh, it, it has a recipe for, you know, best team on paper. Aaron Rodgers comes out of the dark. He's a missing piece. They have the defense, <laughs> the offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. Like, yeah, yeah. Why not be picked to be uh, first? But things will go south quickly. We'll find out because not everything looks better on paper than it does in real life. So that's a very good prediction. I like that prediction. I mean, that's yeah, a good- I, of course, I'll, I'll eat my – I obviously will eat my words if DeAndre Hopkins doesn't go to the Patriots because right now the Patriots are running on, 
Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, and Tyquan Thornton as their top three Woo! wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's hot stuff right there. That's hot stuff, everybody. So I, I'm not feeling great about that. But that being said, if they add Neil Hopkins uh, there, I think that there is a significant potential for takeoff, uh, and at least enough takeoff to get ahead of the Jets. So we'll see what happens there. All right, that gets us to the end of the show. Let me hit the air horn on the show. And we did it. We got it all in in a very short time. As per usual, well done, my friend. Give us your social media so people can follow you. I'm on Twitter, at TrevHTTC. Hail to the Commanders. I'm on Ref District with Nathan Stoner, Full Press yes. Commanders with George Carmi, and right here on Football Garbage Time with Hakum Wong. Yes, sir. That's right. And, of course, as I always say, you can't get enough friends. So go check that out, particularly Ref District. I love that. you got to definitely check that out. If you guys haven't checked that out, do it right now. Uh, I should give a shout-out to our sponsors, Manscaped and BetUS. Manscaped, get 20% off uh, with our garbage time code. And, of course, you can use the link on our webpage to get 125% bonus at BetUS. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week.